Coming up on the Assassins podcast, we have got Federico Baradello, CEO and co-founder of Finalis, joining the show to talk about the evolution of the investment banking space and opportunities in fintech to innovate, specifically looking at the back office of the financial services space, Finalis' five-year overnight success story, and the reality that it takes a ton of time to build a great business and finding product go-to-market fit through 200 failed sales calls. And lastly, some of the key insights and recommendations that Fed has for first-time founders that are building products in the fintech space. So it's an awesome episode. Fed is a true fintech assassin. Excited to have him in. All right, without further ado, assassins, let's get into it. See them dollar signs, assassin state of mind, assassin state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin state of mind, assassin state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin state of mind. They say money over everything, everything, Asian again. Shopping for a wedding ring, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny, pocket change. One phone call and your life can change. What's your love language? Can't do business if it ain't reciprocated. Closing deals on a daily. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your host, Justin Vandehey, here at the Assassin's Podcast. For every week, we've got fantastic guests on talking about their journeys going from zero to one, the struggle, the grinds, the things that they're working through, the industries they're tackling, assassins they are becoming. This week on the pod, we've got a very special guest, super sharp guy, one of the truest fintech assassins that we've had on the show to date. Uh, He's got a really interesting background. I wanted to have him on to just talk about the future of the fintech space, the industry, what they're going after. Want to welcome in Federico Baradello, CEO of Finalis. Welcome to the Assassins Podcast. Justin, thrilled to be on here with you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, good stuff. So let's get into it. I I wanted to take in a step back. Your background super interesting. I believe you you were a lawyer by trade, right? Like initially, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, well, even before I became a lawyer, I spent. Uh, years kind of in the in the ivory tower as an academic. Um, she did a PhD in political science, you know, kind of spent a lot of time figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up, found my way into law school. And then graduating from law school, I became a deal lawyer at Kirkland and Ellis in San Francisco. Very cool. And so I'd love to maybe just get into the backstory by, behind Finalis as well. So like, what was the catalyst for starting the company would love to hear a little bit more about, yeah, just the the founder story and the journey to get there. Totally. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I think when I was in San Francisco at, at Kirkland and Ellis, I was doing a lot of middle market tech buyouts for private equity funds like Vista, Silver Lake, and, and many others. And I realized in the course of my time there that my career was really circling around a central irony, which was the fact that we were doing all of these great tech deals, you know, some of the hottest tech buyouts in the country. But we were actually leveraging 30-year-old technology 
as deal practitioners to get those deals closed. Hmm. And that to me made no sense, particularly in light of the fact that those of us that were kind of managing the day-to-day execution were digital natives ourselves. And you know we live our entire lives in the cloud, except for the deals that we happen to be managing. So, uh, you know, in in academia, even you you oftentimes you start out any academic work on the basis of a puzzle or some observation about the world that doesn't make sense. And this to me was an observation about the world that didn't make sense. So I decided to leave Kirkland and Ellis and and try to do something about it. Yeah, just really cool to hear that initial insight and what that eventually became. I, I'd love maybe if you could just tell me a little bit more about Finalis, tell the listeners, how does the platform actually work and what is sort of the core problem that y'all are, are solving for? Totally. So Finalis is a category creating business. Uh, and what we deliver is an investment banking back office as a service platform that really powers the long tail of investment banks, placement agencies, and independent deal makers across the United States. The value proposition is several fold. The first thing we offer is a white labeled regulatory affiliation and exam sponsorship solution. So in other words, we are the broker of record on behalf of hundreds of uh, boutique investment bankers, placement agents, and deal makers across the country. So we as the broker dealer are actually holding FINRA licenses on behalf of our regulated brokers. So that's the first thing we offer. And and we do that, by the way, on on a white-labeled basis. And that really allows our investment bankers leveraging the platform to market themselves on the basis of their own brand equity, which is incredibly important to them. Because if you think about it, investment banking in many ways is about monetizing relational capital. And so the freedom that we're able to extend as a platform to our bankers to market themselves on their own terms is incredibly important to them and actually reinforces the adherence and the value of the platform itself. So that's the first thing we offer. The second thing that we offer is a full virtual compliance back office solution. We have compliance officers who hold Series 24 licenses distributed all across the United States, and they're leveraging custom-built Finalis software to power compliance-related workflows in a highly efficient manner that delivers the value to Finalis bankers so that they can move at the speed of their business and compliance isn't going to be an undue bottleneck in the process. So that is the second piece of it. And the third piece of it is the marketplace environment. We've built out a really exciting deal syndication environment where we are actually facilitating collaborations among Finalis bankers on deal flow, whether it's to actually dive in and explore a new deal opportunity to pick up or or it's to actually solicit support from other investment bankers in the Finalis ecosystem. Very cool. And speaking of all things related to investment, Finalis recently closed your seed round, so major major kudos on that. That's a huge uh, huge step. Where do you see it going with the fresh powder? Where do you guys plan on growing? Like where are some of the investments that y'all are making as you take this next step in in the journey? It's a great question. I mean, I think first of all, before I get into that, it's probably worth taking a step back and reflecting on, you know, how how we even got here, which is that you know, when we launched in May of 2020, this was the second month of COVID. And, uh, you know, we had this kind of idea that there was the in the, in the same way that the gig economy was impacting so many different industry uh, segments, we really believed that the gig economy was going to be playing out in the investment banking segment as well. 
as folks rolled off of their desks at places like Goldman and wanted to hang up their own shingle uh, and, and to leverage virtual infrastructure in order to enable that. And so what we've seen over the course of the last two years is an explosion in this gig economy of investment banks, placement agencies and independent deal makers where Finalis is now the fastest growing independent broker dealer operating in this segment of the market with over 150 investment banks and around 750 active deals in market. So Finalis is already a, a large distributed investment bank and, and we've proven that out with our model over the course of the last two years. As we look ahead, what we're very focused on doing is from a regulatory perspective, uh, receiving more regulatory approvals here in the United States so we can deliver more regulatory plumbing value to our investment bankers. So we, we are in the process of, of extending approvals in a variety of areas. We're also going overseas and we're in the process of preparing applications in, in a number of different overseas jurisdictions so that we can support investment bankers that happen to be based outside of the U.S. borders. So those are very exciting developments. The other thing that we're doing is really accelerating our product build out. You know, so much of the value that we're in a position to deliver is unlocked and enabled by the software itself. And so the, the monies that we've raised are going to be going in large part also to accelerating our tech development efforts. And then finally, it's just continuing to fuel and sustain the type of growth that we've seen over the last two years. We're really excited by the opportunity to continue to coalesce some of the world's best investment bankers, placement agencies, and deal makers onto the Finalis platform. Very cool. Yeah, I guess just kind of zooming out a little bit, we're in sort of an interesting phase in what's happening in the, in the capital markets. Where do you see, if at all, it impacting Finalis's customers with where we are in terms of the global economy? And if at all that impacts or influences how you think about your customer acquisition strategy, growth, things like that? Yeah, it's a great question. Obviously, you know, we've been going through a period of uh, economic tumult over the last several, several months. I think it's probably uh, a euphemism. Uh, but I think what's important to keep in mind is that the trends that Finalis is capitalizing on have been playing out over the last several decades, uh, not, not the last several months. And so we take yep. the long view. I'll give you a few examples. The explosion of private market deal volumes, you know, private market deal volumes have grown more than 10x CAGR over the last 20 years. The explosion in deal activity happening in the lower middle market, creating opportunities for investment banks, placement agencies, and independent deal makers in the long tail. That trend has been playing out over the last 20 years as well. 20 years ago, boutique investment banks made up about 10% of overall investment banking revenues. Today, they make up over 40% of overall investment banking revenues. And so wow. th these are long-term trends that we're continuing to capitalize on, where we really saw a tremendous opportunity to be the first fully in the cloud infrastructure provider, servicing, frankly, a, an underserved segment of the market that's also the fastest growing, which is the, the investment banker, the placement agent, the independent deal maker that's, that's small in nature and doesn't necessarily have the resources to invest in the type of regulatory infrastructure that that is demanded of them. Yeah, super smart. I, I just reflecting back to our own journey too, we kind of just ascended into building an HR product, and it, I I just applaud you guys because I feel like you were much more thoughtful <laughs> about the 
category and market that you entered into before you did it. And I, I'm just always curious with the founder story, like what percentage of, you know, of that is strategic and just being, I don't know, just really being thoughtful. What percentage of it do you feel is just, oh shit, we just, some of this is just luck, right? Like, I, I'm just curious to get your perspective on like the balance, I guess, of luck, insight, foresight into where things were going. Cause sometimes I feel like uh, COVID actually really helped us. It really helped us. We were dead at least four different times. And then COVID kind of helped save us in a sense. But yeah, I'm just curious what your perspective is on that. It's kind of a weird loaded question, but. No, I, I think it's a great question. In fact, one of our investors, uh, Ulu Ventures, just published a, an interview where, with me where I, I go through this story in, in great depth. Um, I would say, you know, just to back up for a second, the number one attribute of, of any founder that has any level of success is resilience. And you know, Finalis has been around for over five years, but we've only been in market for about 26 months. And so, yeah. you know, it's fair to get the question, okay, well, what happened in those early years in the company? Well, what happened in those early years in the company was trying to align on and execute on a winnable go-to-market strategy. Yeah. And it took us time to figure it out. Uh, Finalis wasn't named Finalis until February of, of 2020, when we decided to execute this pivot in the direction of being an infrastructure uh, back office solution for long tail banks. Before that, we were looking to deliver a state-of-the-art virtual data room solution. Uh, and so we had a completely orthogonal go-to-market strategy than the go-to-market strategy that we have today. But that was part of the journey, you know, in, in the process of trying to sell a vision uh, for productivity solution in this space. Um, we just hit our heads against a brick wall repeatedly and had about 200 failed sales calls in that process. And those 200 failed sales calls were incredibly instructive. They were discouraging, of course, because you know you, you, you think you have an, a, an initial idea for how you're gonna successfully uh, penetrate this market. Um, but, but they were instructive in the sense that we were educated uh, from 200 investment banks in the long tail of this industry who actually pointed the way in terms of what the true solution set needed to look like. And we really fell in love with this go-to-market. And, and you know, I'm, I'm very happy that we are where we are today, but I also recognize that there's no other way we could have gotten here because the opportunity that we're capitalizing on is so nuanced and is so opaque and you, we, you would not have gotten there overnight no matter how clear-headed you are about the opportunity, because there's a lot of moving parts to what makes Finalis work successfully at scale. Yeah. Uh, it's, I love the origination story because everybody sees the press release, but they don't understand or appreciate the four or five years of grind that went into actually landing on the thing that had product market fit and product go-to-market fit. So pretty cool to, to see. A follow-up question to that. Like I mentioned, you are a, a fintech assassin in all true senses of the word. What recommendations would you offer up or provide for first-time founders that are building in the fintech vertical? The first thing I would say is 
welcome aboard. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunity for innovation in this space. Uh, I think on a weekly basis, we probably come across at least a couple of opportunities that are kind of outside of our strike zone, but clearly, uh, you know, lots of need to innovate. The other thing I would say is take a close look at the back office. Uh, you know, I think that that there has been, you know, a big focus on modernizing and revitalizing the front office of many elements of financial services, but the back office presents just an enormous opportunity across different segments of, of the financial services space. I think oftentimes what's challenging there is that just by virtue of those functions, you know, and, and the folks that drive those functional areas forward, you know, they, they don't always see opportunities to connect and collaborate with product managers and engineers and, and other visionaries in this space. But we, we are constantly running into tremendous opportunities to modernize and streamline workflows, many of which are continuing to live in email and PDF documents. And, and so lots and lots of opportunities there. The third thing I would mention is take a close look at commercial and investment banking and kind of the institutional side of this industry. I think for a variety of reasons, a lot of the early innovation in financial services have been in retail. But there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in the institutional side. We're starting to see more and more startups pop up, tackling different corners of, of this segment of the market. And I think Finalis is, is one example of that playing out. Very cool. I know we're coming to the, the end of our time here, but I wanted to just round it out. What is there anything else that you wanted to plug or what's, yeah, what's, what's on the horizon for you guys? Great question. So I, I would say in the immediate term, a lot of growth. Um, you know, we're, lo we're looking to continuing to expand the platform by bringing on, you know, the country's best investment bankers, placement agents, and independent deal makers onto the platform. And then the other thing I would mention is that, you know, we're getting ready to roll out some really exciting capabilities on the marketplace side uh, and really position Finalis as the first true virtual broker dealer platform in the country that's actually focused on driving revenue results for its bankers. You know, historically, this is an area that's been effectively a cost center for investment banks, placement agencies, deal makers. We want to turn that around and we want to become a revenue center for our clients. And so it's a really exciting transition as we roll out some, some great capabilities through our software. Very, very cool, my man. Well, this is great. I love digging in and unpacking these very unique, specific industries. First of all, that I have no knowledge about. I just, I love, I love the approach that you took to building your company and just super excited to see where, where y'all continue to build and provide value as you grow, you grow your team. So we'll have to have you back on the pod at some point to uh, do an alumni episode and, and check in after you guys raise your, your A, your B, your C and, uh, and go, go public here eventually. Thanks so much, Justin. No, it was a blast talking to you and very much look forward to continuing the conversation soon. Awesome. Thanks, Fred. All right. That is a wrap. Again, want to give a big shout out to Fed and the team of Finalis. I love just the grit and the resilience and the years of development and customer research 
and effort that they put into truly uncovering an opportunity in the back office in fintech and just solving for the long tail of investment banks. So just, again, excited to see where they go next with the business. We got a big week coming up here on the Assassin's Podcast. I'm in San Francisco for the Culture Amp North America offsite. It's been awesome seeing colleagues out here and just being around people again. It's just awesome to work with other people in spaces, getting to spend some time with my brother and some of the disco crew that I haven't seen for some amount of time. And just, yeah, excited to uh, to be working with people again, which is exciting. We got a big week coming up. Again, another episode of Monday Morning Quarterback. You're going to want to check that out this upcoming Monday. And then again, a special episode featuring somebody I might be related to. I think you're going to want to listen to that one. Little brother love, little brotherly love. It's going to be a good episode next week. Until then, appreciate y'all tuning in. Keep hustling. Keep grinding. Keep getting that money. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin's state of mind. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin's state of mind. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind. They say money over everything. Closing deals on the